Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. It is a Monday edition of Flyers Daily. Flyers finished the week with a 2-3 and three record, perhaps a bit of a missed opportunity as the week wound down. And to join us to talk about the week that was, the week that will be, and in fine detail and much more from NHL.com, PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, and HockeyBuzz.com, it's Bill Meltzer. Bill, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? It's been a busy week of hockey. I'll tell you that. Five games in eight days is a lot of hockey. Yeah. And a weekend of back-to-back matinee home games is something that I only recall one other time pre-pandemic. I think it was under Dave Hackstall. Yeah. Uh, but that's a rarity in itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pl- plenty of back-to-backs. Not not, not one o'clock starts, though. But, yeah. You know, very unusual. But... Um, you know, I mean, that's just, that's just a, a footnote to uh, the week. And, you know, they're their first real crossroads of the season. Yeah, that that's the kind of where I want to start because, you know, it's so interesting, Bill, because as process has gotten better, um, certainly analytically as well, possession numbers and, you know, shots on goal and grade A scoring chances, expected goals, all these things they've all kind of improved and the record has gone the other way. The The first way wasn't sustainable. They were winning this way is a sustainable process and better, but they're losing. But why is that in your opinion? I mean, to me, it looks like the key moments and consequential mistakes have been the biggest issue of the last three. No, no question. Um, you know, some lapses in detail, you know, um, not taking care of the puck, particularly in the uh, in the Columbus game, that jumps out. And then special teams, the last two games, uh, have jumped up and bit them. So, you know, they're, they're I mean, they, you know, <laughs> these are these were winnable games just based on how they were played. As you said, analytically, five on five were just fine. Um, big improvement, actually, from some games they were winning. But, I mean, you know, you look at the special team side, and and that's just the way this goes sometimes in hockey. But they entered the weekend fourth in goals against, and uh, that that took a you know that took a beating. Not, actually, I think I guess we're top five or six in goals against, and then uh, that took a beating, and obviously the penalty kill took a beating. Yeah, and and it's almost as if they've become a team now, finding ways to to grab defeat and put themselves in a position. Um, that's very disadvantageous. Bill, have you ever? Me and Brian Smith went through this on the post game show. I I don't think I've ever seen a disparity. And I know for the Flyers since they started tracking faceoffs in ninety seven ninety eight, there's never been a disparity this big of forty three faceoff wins for the Stars and fifteen for the Flyers. That's yeah. a, to me. That's almost like you have to try to lose a draw. That that was that was uh, in, insane. Um, Flyers. And, and that was an area that seemed to have been improving too. Um, you know, they had a, a really rough first couple of weeks. One of the things they weren't doing at all was winning faceoffs. Um, you know, actually there was a, a nice stretch in there where Lawton was winning them, and then everything else kind of stabilized across the other centers in the team. And uh, yeah, I, I I'd never that was one of the things that, that jumped out this weekend. Uh, yeah, was just how yeah, you know, just how abysmal they were in face-offs um yeah. you know and the thing with face-offs is that um you know i, I like to put it this way they're not important to all of a sudden they're very important mm-hmm. you know um 
they're not all they're not all you know they're not all created equal but the but you lose that big situational one that uh either ends up in in a clear when you when you need a goal or uh ends up in your own net you know when when you need to win a draw and then get out of the d zone then all of a sudden it matters a lot um it's uh it's definitely it's definitely a concern i mean that's that's instant puck possession for a team that's trying to get better at possession um, even though the you know the Flyers' possession numbers, as we were just talking about the last three, were actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's one of those those little games within the game that uh, you know. I mean that that was artificially low. I mean you 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 might it might not have another one like that all season as it was on Sunday, but um, I mean that's the was, lowest biggest disparity bill in the history since they started recording them. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, like faceoffs. It's, they don't determine clear cut possession, but they determine the first opportunity at clear cut possession. That's the, yeah. that's the element of it, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you it's don't gray even... area. It's not so defined. Like he won, he lost. You know, it's yeah. a lot of them are battles that ensue after, in a way. And how the it's not always the center; it's the support that comes in as well. And you got to be good as a five man unit on faceoffs, and they haven't been for sure. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the I, I would say, I would say. Um, at least half, at least half of them are not not a clean win, mm-hmm. you know. Back to somebody, they're they're fifty fifty pucks, um, you know, and that that's really what you do worry about is, is when you you're losing too many cleanly. They they lost their fair share cleanly. Just somebody sure. just draws it back, and you know, you know, it, it's uh, I don't know. Again, again, it's one of the things that, that definitely need improvement. And I don't sometimes sometimes you have a guy who's dominant on the strong side. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe me a little weak on on, on the other side. Um, the Flyers don't really have, you know, they don't have their the, their guy who, you know, you need when when you need a faceoff win, either side really. And, and the Flyers, you know, the, the Flyers have all pretty much all left-handed guys taking draws. Yeah, so, that weakens you on one side by proxy. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it's not even it's not even like they're, you know cleaning up on one side and struggling on the other. It's just, it's just a struggle. Yeah. The part of it too is, you know, there's a trickle down effect. Scott Lawton was a, always a, you know, pretty good face off guy, but he was facing usually the third ranked guy on the other team that he yeah. had to deal with because Couturier and Giroux were dealing with the top face off guys from the opposition. Now he's up two rungs having yeah. to handle against the best in the business. And, and that's why I think maybe you see what you see a little bit. Um, John Tortorella said after the game, Bill, after the stars game, you know, it's not about effort. You can talk s about us and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, effort is something he has not questioned over this past week. He's liked the way the players have worked. There's been mistakes and they can clean up mistakes. And he did say, you know, effort would be a whole different conversation. It would be a different story. Do do you agree with that assessment? To me, it looks like they, they are a team that's working hard, sometimes not smart, but they are working hard. There's been a couple of players that have really shined over the past week for me. There's a couple that I've been a little disappointed in. But do you feel like the effort has been consistent? The gameness, the to have to be a gamer night in and night out on a busy week where there was five games in eight days. I do. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that the resiliency aspect that we we've talked about before, they've remained resilient. Um, you know, like the Columbus game, you get down by three, you, you get two of them back. The uh, the Dallas game was actually 
it was it was a strange game because they were they were in a way chasing the game pretty much all day. Uh, they fell behind early, and you know you're down by two goals exiting the first and second periods. But but in terms of game play, it was it was extremely even. Um, yeah. So you know that's uh, and then that, that's a good club you're playing too. The, the team that had a you know a couple of recent losses coming into this one, but 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 a but a good team overall with a really uh, good I, quality. Yeah, uh, and, and outstanding. Ottinger was, was fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, the very, very few I and mean, for the number of, for the number of shots the Flyers generated, it wasn't like they were getting, you know, a lot of three and four shot flurries. So that you know, they were they were just putting a lot of rubber at the net from a lot of different angles and what you want to do. And I mean he was he was making the saves. Um you know, you know and, and every goalie needs a little help from his post at times. Uh mm. you know. The little things that can change a game, but I'm thinking like when we're lot at the crossbar, that could have been a huge goal had that one gone in. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, yeah, they they ran into some some hot goaltending this week, Corpusalo and uh, and Talbot. Um, you know, probably outplayed their Flyers counterparts a, a little bit in that game. Um, and yeah, the Flyers uh, got goalied a little bit, didn't they? They've goalied they enough I, teams this year. They got right. goalied a little bit last against yeah. Columbus and and that team in particular. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's uh, you know that, that that's another factor you you can't overlook in the week. Goaltending is always, you know, either the big equalizer or or, or it's the great frustrator, for, you know, pro or con. So, yeah, I mean, then I, I think you look at all those things. Um, as you said, I mean, I, I think I think the key takeaway, and Brad Shaw said it on on uh, Thursday, and, and you reiterated just now, and I completely agree. It's not so much working hard as working smarter because, yeah. um, you know, and and Tort said it on on Saturday, I think, where he said, you know, you, you can't beat two opponents. You can't beat the opponent. <laughs> you, know, you can't beat the team on the other side and yourself, too. And they, they really were their own worst enemy at times. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that statement. It's hard enough to win in the NHL. You can't be one of the impediments to overcome. And let's face it, they don't have a lot of offense that they can draw on and outscore their mistakes. I mean, you see teams like Edmonton that can score all these goals and they can make all these mistakes in a game, but they're so offensive that they can overcome those mistakes. Flyers are not one of those teams. I want to talk about the couple of players that I was a little disappointed in the week with. Um, and then we'll get onto the positive part of it. Some players that really peeled my eyes back a little bit. And one of them is a no shocker, but let's, let's start with Travis Sanheim because Bill, he had an opportunity to score a goal. I guess that was in the uh, game on Saturday against Ottawa. It would have really been a big, big goal for the Flyers in that one, too. And he shot it over the net. He's definitely squeezing it a little bit from an offensive standpoint. His timing on his you know, activations to join the rush doesn't seem like it's quite been where it's been last year. Um, you know, What are you seeing out of Sanheim right now? He signs the contract, and sometimes that can you know let the air out a little bit in a way, and he seems like he's not fully up to speed just yet. Maybe part of that system. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I thought in the earlier going, uh, Travis was actually playing pretty good defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's been a little bit up and down in that recently, but uh, I mean, he, he's a guy who a, his ability to trigger the rush and also his ability to, to make plays up ice too. Yeah. Uh, whether they end up in the net or not, he, he's a big asset in that area. Um, a big body can also skate. I mean, that's that's the uh, you know, what teams look for. 
in the NHL. Yeah, I haven't seen that darting to the far post like we did last year. Exactly. That, that, that was my very next point. That yep. uh, you, you, you know, he's just not doing it right now. Um, you know, it's not it's not coming instinctively. You can see the wheels turning in his head a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, and, and when he does decide to go, you know, it's not always been the best decision to make in that situation. Um, so I, I think I think he's fighting it a little bit, uh, especially. You know, I, I think I think uh, a two assist game or certainly his first goal of the year because that that's in his head now a little just just wants yeah. to only get it. Um, you know that that would do a, a lot of wonders for him. Um, you know, I mean he the Flyers have uh, you know they, they really they really rely so heavily on the top three. You can say top four, but really really top three. Sometimes it's been uh, sometimes it's been Braun with. Uh, with Sanheim, actually, for the majority of the time, it has been. A few times it's been Ristolainen and that was a pair for most of the last season. But the the, the big three, it's Provorov and D'Angelo and Sanheim. And, and when all three guys have been going to, to different degrees, right, then, they, then the blue line looks pretty solid. Now, the, only, the other thing I will say, though, is that uh, I do think breakouts as a team have been better. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're getting out of their their own end of the ice a little bit better. Um, so that uh, makes, makes life easier on everybody when you're not, when you're not needing three and four, ch- you know, three and four chances to get out. But uh, yeah, San- Sandheim is a guy who they, they rely a lot on uh, on both sides of the puck. And there's definitely a lot of the area for improvement. I agree with that. Um, you mentioned Ristolainen who's been since he came back mainly on that third pair uh, for yeah. the most part with the Flyers uh, and a little bit with Sandheim. We know the chemistry they developed last year. We have not seen that this year. I know Risto missed a lot of camp, a lot of preseason, and a bunch of games at the beginning, but he, he's been better the last couple of games, but he only had one way to go. Um, he's really struggled, Bill. He just doesn't seem like he's playing on instinct at all, and there's a lack of confidence in what he wants to do. And when he does have confidence, it's too aggressive outside the dots. Yeah, yeah. Been a, he's got to get better. Yeah, I, well, I, I mean, you could break down everything from how he reads the rush coming at him. Yeah, from when, when he looks for a hit, you know, how getting himself out of position. Um, and, and I mean the the thing the things that he's contributes when he's effective are a the hitting game and and b he can also make a few plays up ice. Um, yeah, I mean it, it, it's he it, for particularly. Particularly until the game that he was sat out, you know, it, it felt like pretty much, pretty much whenever there's a decision to make, he made the wrong one, you know, truthfully. Um, so, you know, he he deserved to sit the game that he sat so, so much so that he looked so off that it was a legitimate question: is you know how much did how much of the injury affected him? Is he still feeling it? Yeah. And he said no. He said he feels fine. It's just a it's more a mental thing than anything else. Um, yeah, I thought his first two games coming off there were uh, they weren't great by any means, but they were they were better, um, you know. And it, it it's been it's been hard. I mean, last last year the the Flyers were able to get basically twenty minutes a night out of them. The pairing with Sandheim, you know, it, it was solid for the most part. Um, it, it's been it's he's been anything but solid so far. And yes, there's been some improvement. He's the guy who has to get way, way, way better. No question. Yeah. Um, one other guy, a forward that 
he hasn't played a lot for the Flyers yet. This is almost unfair. I think he's just played the four games so far, and it's Kiefer Bellows. Uh, but, Bill, I, I mean, I know he scored his share of goals at other levels, and the shot is there. But I really wonder about the skating when it comes to Kiefer Bellows. I haven't seen enough yet. I mean, granted, it's only four games, but it, it looks like the wheels may be a problem and really the reason why he got waived. Yeah, yeah. And you can you can make up for average skating or even a little below average skating with anticipation. Yeah. Look, at, um, look at Brink, right? Yeah, per, perfect, perfect case in point. That's a guy who's you know skating is strictly average or maybe even below average, but he anticipates so well and he and he's he's so hockey smart that he goes to the right spots. He's a gamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. And with Bellows, I mean, you know, he, he's known for his shooting ability, and he has a, a little bit of physicality to his game too. He, he will he will throw some hits, but you know that that's really he's not really you know you want him involved. You want everybody involved a little bit, but there are times you just just don't notice them, you know. Uh, um, for a guy who, for a guy who sat out four straight games, truthfully, I wanted more energy out of him in, yeah. in the in the, uh, in the Dallas game, particularly. Um, you know, he just uh, and actually, and the game was basically over at this point. I mean, they're already. Uh, I think it was. I think it was four to one at this point. But there was a play play in the third period where Bellows had a wide open scoring chance right in front of him. And he just fumbled the puck away, and that, yeah. that can happen to somebody. But you you don't see a very confident player right now. Um, it was it was almost like he, his eyes got big when when he saw a scoring chance, and next thing he knew, the you know puck bounced away from him. But I mean, you know, as Tortorella said, if we have you here to score goals, and, and you're not scoring goals, and you're not contributing other ways. Why? Kind of hard to keep him in the lineup, as you said. Very very small sample size. Um, a couple games he didn't play very many minutes. Um, so it, it, it's not fair to judge that quickly, but, uh, he's, he's a guy that need to get going. I, it was a, it was a good opportunity, you know, for, for Bellows and for, and for Morgan Frost playing with Joel Farabee on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll add that I thought, I thought Joel was really fighting the puck. Yeah. Uh, has a lot this year. He, he has a lot. Joel has had some good games points wise. He's not too far off of where you'd want him to be. But that's because he's had a, a few multi-point games. But there, there have been games where you, you can just think he's fighting it. Um, yeah. You know how much of that was because of recovery from the surgery and how much time he missed at the beginning. But there, there's another level to Joel Farabee, even when he's not scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just a two-way forward as a guy who makes some things happen, who gets into the forecheck, a lot of things. I mean, there's, there's just a lot, a lot of good in uh, Joel Farabee's game. And I, and I think moving him moving him down in the lineup last game um, was yes a, a chance for a chance for for Frost and and for Bells to play with the skill guy on their line, but and also it was a little bit of a we need you to get going a little bit more to Joel. Yeah. Uh, and I don't really think you can play with Hayes. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, he's, those two uh, can't play together. Yeah, that's uh, the exactly right. Um, although I, you know. Uh, I, I wonder a little bit as much as as much as individually, you know, you're talking about guys playing together. Uh, as much individually as I as I like Scott Lawton and Noah Cates, in Too some similar. ways they're kind of similar players. And I don't think there's a lot of offensive confidence, uh, a lot of offensive chemistry rather between the two of them. Now, yeah. you know, you need two way guys in your lineup too, and 
you, know, you talk you talk about the try and the work ethic. Those are two guys you never question either their work ethic, you know, and they're both they're both good off the puck, uh, no matter what some of these underlying numbers say, where they you know struggled a little bit, but um, you know, but I, you need to get, you get get some other lines going. Right now it's right now it's basically Konechny with uh, with Hayes setting something up or or nothing or or, yeah. or, or D'Angelo's chipping in something. You know? Yep. Yeah, D'Angelo's generated. I mean, yeah. they had a power play in the Stars game, Bill. Uh, we were watching up in the press box. I think it was in this for third period. And uh, I don't know if you were near shot when I said it to Charlie. I just said that was the best Flyers power play I've seen in three or four yeah. years that didn't score on. I mean, they the puck was in the zone the entire time. D'Angelo just orchestrating. D'Angelo going from high middle, Bill, to half wall quite a bit too. I, yeah. I really like that. Yeah, they, they they threw through several different looks at Dallas on that. As you said, they had the puck the entire two minutes. Yep. You know, several several good looks at that. I mean, that was the you know one of the the Flyers had they had a power play that's where they they cashed right in. But uh, you know, but in terms of this is the one that goes the full two minutes, you don't score. You can't really can't really do any better than that. That that's the kind of power play that even if you don't score, usually creates a little momentum for your side. Yeah. You know? A lot of times, if you don't score in a power play, it's a momentum killer. That's the kind that should build momentum following the power play. Um, yeah. So the that particular one looked pretty good, and I actually thought, you know, the the second second unit they're actually getting some entries. Uh, yeah. And then that it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell what that unit can do because they're all they're always going back two hundred feet. Yeah, you know, the, trying that the, slingshot. Yeah, been a hard time getting in the zone, and they've tried some different looks at it. Uh, and the Frost is the entry guy. They, they've had. They've had uh, Faraby as the entry guy, and uh, neither guy's really gotten it done. They, they tried, you know, tried some different things. This time on, on Sunday, I thought that they were actually able to get in the zone and, yeah. and get a few looks at the net. I mean, that's that's what you need, especially especially because the second unit, you know, they're they're often working with forty seconds maximum. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of times thirty seconds. So you know that that first that first failed entry and clear, and then the, a lot of times the Power play is almost over at that point. Yeah, yeah. Then you're then you're being aware of the guy coming out of the box at that point. Yeah. Um, the other thing too with that power play, I mean, that power play was so effective in them getting pucks to the net and creating good scoring chances that the I don't even think the fans got to yell shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think they had enough time to go shoot. They were just moving <laughs> it around. It was really. Yeah. I mean, for, for a power play that didn't score, I thought it was incredibly impressive. Um, which brings me to my next guy because. I probably sent you a text in the second period when he made the play that he made, but again, it's Owen Tippett bill and I'm finding more like D'Angelo. And I talked about last week where I said, this is a player that seeing him up close game in and game out is a way different player than I thought. Same thing with Owen Tippett. And I just feel like I can see his facial expression has changed the way he carries himself because of the confidence that he has. And we've talked about, we know he's a really good shooter. He can just snap it off from multiple dangles in multiple places on the ice. We know that. We were really surprised at the skating. And, it, it I mean, he is one hell of a skater. But now we're finding out another facet to his game, Bill. And his vision and playmaking ability is something I, again, did not expect. He's made several really good plays. You know, whether that's in the neutral zone on that one couple games back where he gets it to Hayes, Hayes goes in on the breakaway, and then he centered it to Farabee for the goal, 
or whether it's that spin pass to Hayes in this game where I'm going, I'm almost yelling shoot on that situation. But Ottinger's getting there. Hayes knows if I shoot this, I got a 20% chance. If I can get it back across to connect me, it's a slam dunk 100 because there's no way Ottinger can recover from that initial push to his left to get back over to his right. But again, the play starts in the middle of the ice with Tippett and just great awareness, great ability to distribute the puck. And because he's a shooter, he's going to be able to make those plays. And if he can make them, he's going to be a real pain in the ass for teams to deal with from an offensive standpoint. He's a lot better player than I thought he was. No no question. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll add two things to that. Uh, his ability to carry the puck. Totally agree. We were talking about the Flyers' struggles on entries. He's a really, he might be their best entry guy, actually. Yeah. Um, and it's all because of these wheels. Yeah. Great wheels, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he, he can he can accelerate very quickly. You know, some some guys need a few strides to get going. He takes one long, smooth stride and he's and he's off. Power. Um, and so that's, you know, and, and also, and we saw this last year too. Uh, he was surprisingly good on the back check. Mm-hmm. And, and he's made quite a few good back checking plays. Now, you know, part part of what goes with confidence and making plays is you're going to break some eggs sometimes. And I don't think his decisions, you know, certainly in the stretch pass over the middle, that was the, the first goal against a couple games ago, uh, the Columbus game, and then a, a cross-ice pass he would have liked to, to reel back in. But to me, when, when a player's confident, he makes he makes plays. Some, sometimes there are plays that don't look high percentage that uh, that he's able to make just you know just because he's seeing the ice so well and whatever. Now those now those were not good decisions either. Play those are in places you want to be turning the puck over. But I but I do want to see um, and something Tortorella always had you know safe as death. Yeah. I think sometimes when uh, players' confidence is down, uh, he starts to get too safe. And, and you chip everything yeah. deep because you're yeah. afraid to make a play. Exactly. Stop, stop, stop even looking to make plays. Um, you know, and, and I think everybody knows I'm a big Morgan Frost guy, but I think sometimes Morgan gets into modes where his confidence is down a little bit and he starts to play almost a little too safe. It's you like know? you don't want to get yelled at when you go back to the bench yeah. sometimes. Right. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're, he's a whole different player when he's playing with confidence, as, as most players are. But when you see when you see a guy playing with a high degree of confidence, it's just it's just in the way he carries himself, shift in, shift out, and, and as you said, right now, and it's not, it's not like Tippett is just blowing the league away in terms of points so far, but it's just just the way that it feels like he, he can make something happen on any shift, and and you see he feels that right now too. Yeah, it's the optics of his play. Yeah, you, you can just see it. You go, this guy, this guy's got game. He really does. Um, the last guy I want to talk about from a positive standpoint. I mean, there's others, but. Um, Bill, I, I expected a lot out of connecting this year. I thought he needed to be their best player. Um, to me, other than the goaltending, it's not even close. I mean, TK on the PK, TK with the TKO in that fight the other night, he caught that dude like, oh man, did he catch him? And he could, you could tell he was concerned after he caught him because you know when you connect really good. Um, but I mean, all aspects of his game, I mean, he, is absolutely flying. I have not seen really any shifts where I go, he needs to move his feet. He is moving at all times at a high rate of speed. He's in tremendous condition for what I'm told to do. Better than he's ever been. I mean, it is 
really impressive the way he's playing game in and game out. In a tough situation when you don't have a lot of depth because you're the target of the shutdown against every opponent. Yeah, he, he's the guy. That's the line that, that everybody is skiing on because there's really nobody else who's scoring. So, yeah. um, I, I, and it, it's, it's the speed he's showing. It's also his ability to get to the inside. Um, you know, he, he constantly got his feet moving to, to get um, to that home plate area, right? Um, below and inside the dots. So he's, he's getting to much higher percentage areas. You know, when when Travis is not going well, historically, uh, he starts to, to drift outside the dots yeah. and, and or from the from the top of the circles. And as long as the goalie can see it, he's going to stop it. Yeah. And uh, this this year, this year he's he's been you know the, the water bug type kind of player who we're very slippery. Either you always have always have to watch where he's going, and it's it's uh, and making making a lot of positive things happen. I mean, he's got a he's got a nice point streak going on a team that's not scoring. Yeah. And, and that uh, so he's he's made an impact pretty much every game. Yeah, that's not, that's. Even when he hasn't been scoring and creating grade A scoring chances, I just think his play's been really impactful in all zones. And like you know, going to the middle sometimes, you know, just doing that even without the puck changes so much of the environment for the guys on your team that have the puck. Like that two on two play that he has with Tippett in the game. I guess it was against uh, St. Louis. I want to say. I think so. Yep. Um, yep. You know, first of all, the way Tip plays it. He gives up the puck, and then he just gets right on his horse and drives far post, sucking the two defenders back, giving Konechny a little more room. And then Konechny knows, because they, they tried it earlier in that game, Konechny knows that once Tippett crosses the goalie's vision, the goalie has to move to the middle because he has to try and keep eyes on release, on the you know the puck on the stick. And it's not only Tippett that's coming across his vision, it's the defender that Tippett's dragging with him. Yep. And then Konechny reads it perfect and goes far side. And Grice is so out of position because he's got a shade to find the release. To me, like, yeah. that play is just a really good play and, and an example of driving the middle of the ice and what it can do for the guy with the puck, even when you don't have the puck. No, absolutely. And, you know, where they talk about a guy having deceptive hands, yeah. um, I mean, Konechny this year has been – he's been getting pucks on, on the net in a hurry. And uh, it's not like it's not like he ever telegraphs his release the, mm-hmm. so this season. He's been he's been putting some really quality shots on. That's why he's a, that's why he's been able to score from some distance sometimes too. Yeah, you know, he and uh, yeah, like using using D as a screen, backing guys off. Um, and, and that 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 that's the other byproduct. It opens up the ice for your line mates, but also it also gives you more space too because uh, they don't want. To, you, know, you blow by a couple guys, and they're going to play back on you a little bit. So yeah, they slam on the brakes. Yeah, and and it, so it creates a little ice in front of himself sometimes too. Yeah, yeah, he's been really impressive. So, um, well, they're going to be back at it this week, Tuesday in Columbus. That game is now uh, a seven thirty game on Tuesday, I believe. Uh, when or Thursday rather in Boston, and Saturday against Montreal. It's going to be a busy week of hockey once again. Not quite as busy as last week. A little time to exhale maybe a little bit and get some coaching in as well. Bill, thanks for doing this as always. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Check out Bill's work on PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, NHL.com, and HockeyBuzz.com. You get great coverage there. And we shall talk to you tomorrow for a Columbus Flyers game preview on a brand-new edition of Flyers Dale.